Praise the Lord, brothers and sisters. I'm so glad that the Lord has given us another time to listen to his word. My name is Reverend Matthew Keo, and I want to welcome all of you to the word of the Lord. Our sign language interpreter is Edith Koroz, who will be with us. Today the Lord has placed in my heart to share with you from his word what fear does in a Christian life what fear does in a Christian life. Have you ever found yourself so fearful in such a way that when the morning comes, you feel you don't want to wake up? But when you go to work and the evening is coming, you're so excited to go home and just find yourself somewhere to sit and just don't do anything. Fear is a serious enemy in the life of a Christian. And even not only Christians, but fear is an enemy in the life of a human being. Because fear can bring several things into our lives. And today, as we look at this topic, I want you to think about yourself, where you are. What is going on around you? It doesn't matter who you are, what position you are holding. In your family, you are the head of the family. In your company, you are the CEO. Whoever this enemy called fear can bring a lot of confusion into your life. This enemy fear can bring a lot of conflict into your life. This enemy fear can bring compromise into your life. Thinking about what fear can do, I am reminded of the story of David in the scripture that we have read, that is 1 Samuel chapter 17. And in this portion, we have read from verses 22 to 26, but I tell you, I will go throughout the all verse to help us see what fear can do into our lives. In this portion, a young shepherd boy going into the field, into the battlefield, and found the professional soldiers hiding themselves from the enemy. Can you imagine a young boy going into the battlefield? and finding professional soldiers hiding themselves from the enemy. If you read from verses 1 going down, and you realize that the Philistines came forward, and they took their stand on the other side of the hill, facing the children of Israelites, who are also taking their position on the other side of the valley. And they were there fighting. But I want to draw to your attention this, what the enemy does to instill fear in us. And I would be allegorical a bit about here. But before that, let, me, let us look at verses 4. A champion named Goliath, who was from Gath, came out of Philistine camp. He was over nine feet tall. He had a bronze helmet on his head and wore a coat of scale armor of bronze, weighing 5,000 shekels. 
On his leg he wore bronze graves and bronze javelin was a sling on his back. His spear stiffed like a weaver rod and its iron point weighed 600 sickles. His shoulder bearer went ahead of him. Wow. That was someone who was prepared for war. And the scripture says he's a champion. And in verses 8, the Goliath stood and shouted to the rank of Israel, saying, why do you come out and line for the battle? Am I not a Philistine and you are not, are you not the servant of Saul? Choose a man and have him come down to me. Choose a man and have that man come down to me. The scripture says that if he is able to fight and kill me, we will become subjects. But if I overcome him and kill him, you will become our subject and serve us. That is the shout. That's the challenge that the enemy shouted. And that challenge, based on who he is, brought fear into the life of the Israelites, who actually are the servants of God, who actually knew their God. And the scripture says that when they heard about that, all of them ran. All of them were scared. You know, fear will bring the first thing in your life is confusion. Fear brings confusion. And you see the devil shout challenges to us each and every day. He will shout different challenges to you. He will let you feel as if the Lord that you are serving is useless. Just like Goliath came out and Goliath said, am I not a Philistine? And look at me. We cannot just go to war. We are giving you an option. Just choose a man and let that man come to fight me. And if that man will defeat me, then we will surrender to you. If I will kill the man, then you will surrender to us. And that alone made a lot of, brought a lot of fear in the life of the soldiers. And they, well, there was confusion in their life. The scripture says, where we have read in verses 22, that the soldiers early in the morning, uh, no, the fear said the, the, in verses up there, the scripture says that every time Goliath would come to shout the challenge, the soldiers, the Israelites, would run back in confusion. Verses 24 says that when the Israelites show the man, they ran from him in great fear. They could not come to the challenge. Imagine every morning this man comes and shouts the challenge, and what the soldiers, the trained soldiers, and their king could do is to come and listen to this challenge and then run back to hide because they were scared. That was a serious confusion. It was a serious confusion. The soldiers and the kings were confused such that they could not remember, they could not remember at all that they are the children of the living God. Something that David came to realize. 
Something that it is only David who came to realize and question and say, who is this uncircumcised Philistine who can defy the armies of the living God? The trained soldiers, the king themselves, were so scared, they were so confused that they could not remember. The only thing they can do is to hide instead of taking their stand and asking God, God, fight this war for us. The confusion made them, the fear made them confused. And confusion makes us people lose focus. At this time of the COVID-19, at this time where people are losing their livelihood, at this time where we are so scared, we are so suspicious about each other, and every morning, every time, waiting for the news time, it is bad news. Bad news both to look at the statistic of the COVID-19, bad news to hear the domestic violence, bad news to scare, to, to hear what our young people are going through, bad news to hear those who are actually going through mental confusion and challenges and mental health, it is bad news everywhere. It is a serious confusion that you can lose focus and you can ask yourself, surely where is God? Is, is his still living? Is, is he still thinking of us? Many of us have doubts whether Christianity is real. Why? Because you are in confusion simply because you are listening to the shout that the enemy is giving us. So fear will bring confusion into your life. And when you are confused, you will lose focus. You will lose focus and you may not know where to go or what to do, even if you know of the solution. Sometimes you will forget about those solutions because you are living in confusion. So fear will bring confusion in our life. That can make us lose focus on ourselves, will make us lose focus on who God is, and we will be able to live in this confusion. I want to challenge you today that be out to look out on what fear can do in your life. Fear can also bring in our life conflict. Fear can bring conflict into our lives. David's brothers were not happy that the younger brother seems to be so bold and they fear he might offer to fight the enemy. So they had a conflict with, this, with his brothers. If you read from verses 26, David asked the man standing near him, what will be done for the man who kills this Philistine? Remember re and remove this disgrace from the Israelites. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that should defy the armies of the living God? And if you go down to verses 28, when Eliab, David's brother, older brothers, heard him speaking with a man, he burned with anger at him and asked, why have you come down here? And with whom did you leave these few, those few sheep in the desert? I know how conceited you are and how wicked you, your heart is. You came down here only to watch the battle. 
Can you imagine David did not just decide to go down? He was actually sent by the father, by Jesse, his father, to go and look, to go and visit his brothers. It was about their welfare. David was there on a mission to see the welfare of his brothers. The father sent him. But see what the brother is saying. I know you. I know how conceited you are. You have just come down here to watch the battle. Who have you left with those few sheep of my father? He was so much annoyed with his brother. Because fear in him could not allow him to imagine that his younger brother would want, who seems to want to offer a solution to this situation. He was so scared, and that led to the conflict, a family conflict. He rebuked David, who did not listen to him. Sometimes our faith and belief can push us into conflict with others. But the conviction one has will help in overcoming and solving the conflict. In your family, sometimes your conviction about a certain thing, when you know it is right, might bring conflict because they may not understand where God is taking you. They might not understand you at all. And this will bring the conflict. Why? Because the other members might have, be, uh, might have given themselves to the fear that the enemy is shouting at them. And therefore they are so scared. They are saying that, who are you to come out here? Imagine you are not even a soldier. You are just a shepherd boy, young as you are. Would you think if the king himself is scared and is running away, I am the soldier, I am scared. Who do you think you are? Many people in the midst of confusion because of fear will bring conflict will move into conflict and may not understand what you are up to. But that conviction you have will make you remain focused. Fear brings conflict. My brothers and sisters, you need to recognize those things that the devil can be shouting to you at this moment. That is bringing fear into your life such that you are in confusion and as a result you are experiencing conflict wherever you are. And fear not only brings confusion and conflict into your life, it brings compromise. Verses 38 down to 39, we see the king. The Bible says, verses 38, the Bible says, then Saul dressed David in his own tunic. He put a coat of armor, arms on him and a bronze helmet on his head. David fastened his sword over the tunic and tried walking around because he was not used to them. I cannot go in this, he said to Saul, because I'm not used to them. So he took them off. Then he took his staff in his hand, chose, few, chose five smooth stones from the stream, put them in the punch of his shepherd bag and with a sling in his hand, approached the Philistine. Can you imagine, in this moment, Saul the king was so scared by the enemy and did not think David would kill Goliath. So after hearing the young man's testimony, he agreed reluctantly, but 
wanted to compromise David by dressing him in his tunic. And David, however, refused the offer. So he went to fight in the name of the living God. You know, Saul was so scared. He listened to David and he looked at him and he tried to figure out what is this going to do, but because I have nothing to do, I will reluctantly accept. If anything, this thing is overwhelming. We are already been defeated because we are confused, we are in conflict, we cannot agree on who to go, and now he has offered. Let us just go ahead and allow him so that we'll be defeated and be subject to our enemy. Maybe we will ask God later to deliver us. So he reluctantly accepted this man to go, but he tried to compromise him. He tried to let him know, don't go like this. You know, many times you find yourself in conflict and you want to rationalize issues in your situation when the enemy has actually shouted this challenge to you. You want to compromise your situation. You don't want to stand on your principles. You want to bend some rules. I want to tell you, my brother, fear will bring compromise that can make you lose your conviction. David, however, refused because he had a conviction. So he went out in the name of the living God. The battle was, the, the battle was, is, was not is, but the Lord. He recognized that. Remember, if you read about Peter in Mark chapter 14, verses 60, 66 to 71, Peter became, because of fear to stand alone, compromised his faith and denied Jesus. Fear to stand alone. Even at this time, you don't want to make right decisions because you, want, you don't want to stand alone. Abraham had to cheat that Sarai is not his wife because he feared for his life. My friend, fear is a bad enemy. But I will not end this message if I don't give a remedy for this enemy. Which I want us to remember that Fear is a bad enemy that will bring confusion. It will bring conflict into our life. It will bring compromise into our life. But remember, when we are convicted, in order to overcome fear, we must know and trust our Savior and believe that he is able to lead us through our Christian life. And the freedom we have from knowing the truth about Jesus Christ his saving power help us to have confidence, help us to have conviction that will help us to conquer our enemy. Confident to face the enemy. David had a confidence to face the enemy. David, though young, with experience in war, had courage and able to face the enemy with boldness. Ulrich Swingley said this, our confidence in Christ does not make us lazy, negligent, or careless. But on the contrary, it awakens us, urges on, and makes us active in living righteous life and dwelling and doing well. There is no self-confidence to compare with this. Confident in the Lord brings conviction about the victory over our enemy. Because, because of the conviction, David gave a testimony of what the Lord did to him as a young man while he was leading his father's flock. And he went in that name 
in, that, in the name of that same God who delivered him, David conquered and claimed victory over the enemy. We can do the same only if we recognize that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he's still on his throne. But even at this time where we feel hopeless, where we feel useless, where we feel scared, where we feel embarrassed in all circumstances, remember one thing, that our God is still on the throne and is the same yesterday, today, and forever. May the Lord bless you. Thank you. Let us pray. Thank you, Lord, for this word. And thank you, Lord, that you are able to give us victory over our enemy, the fear that instills fear in our life. Lord, release us in your presence so that we may conquer this world for the glory and honor of your name. For in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.